Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Talk here at SG Taurus, powered by Ferguson. We are continuing our monthly conversations with our friends over at Contractor University, EGIA. And again, we're welcoming back Weldon Long for our monthly chat with Weldon. And we have learned so much over the past few months, Weldon. We thank you for coming back. We're really excited to have another conversation. Always happy to be here. Always a privilege and enjoy chatting with you, Matt. This month, it's almost a little bit of a continuation of last month. We spoke about setting up your books to create success last month. Well, today we're having what we're calling the essential budgeting discussion. And setting a budget is something that is not a lot of fun if you're a business owner or you're a GM or whatever, but it is essential to making sure that one, your company is making money and doing things correctly. And two, going back to last month, making sure you got to stay on budget and make sure your budget is set in your books. Otherwise, it's going to be a tough go of things for you come the end of the year. Well, the first question here is a, a pretty simple one. When somebody is getting into a business, you know, whether they're just taking over or it's a new business or they're just kind of starting, starting over, trying to get things a little more in line. It's hard to figure out how to set a budget. What are the first steps you would take in setting up a budget? Well, obviously, if you're a brand new business, it presents a different set of challenges versus an existing business. Because in an existing business, you have historical data that you can use to make some estimations, right? So, which kind of gets back to our conversation from last month, we talked about accurate financials, right? Because if the financials aren't accurate, then you don't really have the historical data you think you have. So, it's important to have the accurate books, but we have historical data in most cases. If a brand new company, you're going to have to practice some creativity and make some, some reasonable estimates, but at the end of the day, you have to have a target to shoot for. One of my favorite quotes, one of my favorite authors is a guy named James Allen. He was this British philosopher, spiritualist kind of guy, died 150 years ago. But he had this quote that says, dispersion is weakness and concentration is power, right? When I think about concentration is power, concentrate on what? Concentrate on a goal, on an objective. And that's exactly what your budget is. It's simply something that you can concentrate on, it's a target to hit. You know, sometimes people might say, how's it going? How was your month? Well, it, it was good. Based on what? Compared to what? <laughs> right. right? If, I have a, if I have a budget that says my target is a million dollars this month and 15% EBITDA, now I have something on which to have given an intelligent answer. If I didn't hit my million or I didn't hit my 15%, it really wasn't a good month. But we could look at it and say, well, we did 800,000 at 10%. And the average bear that might say, hey, we had a good month. We, you know, we made 8% right. on, but what if the target was, was more? You know, what gets measured gets done. We, we say that saying over and over in business. We have to have a budget. If you're a new company, you're going to have to create some expectations. You're going to have mm -hmm. to think it through. How many calls am I going to be able to generate the first month? What's my average revenue going to be? How many leads do I need for that? In my company, when we meet each fall to do the annual budget for the, the upcoming year, we also set a leads budget. Like we set the number of service calls and sales leads we need to hit that number. If I just put an arbitrary number out there, our, our number for this year in, in one of my companies is 10 million. And we're right on, we're right on track. But we're on track because not only do we say 10 million, we identify how much of that is coming from service, how much is coming from install, so on and so forth. And then how many leads do I need to hit those numbers? Mm -hmm. And if our lead budget is off, then our revenue budget's going to be off. I mean, we run a pretty consistent revenue per lead. We know on average what we're going to generate if we get a sales lead or a service call. So we kind of work it backwards from that 10 million. And then on a daily basis, we focus on setting 
that many leads, that many service calls? What do I need to do with my marketing department to hit that 20 calls a day or 15 leads a day or whatever the number is? So if you're a new company, you're going to have to be creative and you're going to have to be honest and you're going to have to be smart. If you're an existing company, you're going to have some historical data, which always makes it a lot more helpful because you kind of know what you did and we want to increase by 20%. So we got to do this. But it is uh, vital to have the budget, the roadmap, whether you're a new company or an existing company. The mention there of having a leads budget is something that I, I want everyone to kind of take a minute and, and soak that in. Because so many people, when they're, they do their budgeting, they're doing their budgeting on, I need to do this many installs, have this many service calls, this many maintenance contracts to hit this number. Okay, well, how are you going to get that? Right, well, right. we'll we'll get it. We get phone calls. We do this. We do that. No, no, no. How many do you need? What's your what's your cost per lead? What's your revenue per lead? Setting that budget as well is something that I feel like in conversations I've had with people are important factors that are missed. What are some of the other ones that you've seen other than you know kind of not setting that that lead budget or not setting you know not setting it out far enough or not setting a realistic budget? What are some of the ones you've seen out there? Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, I've learned so much on, on this stuff over the years from Gary Alex, who's the master of all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you've got a budget for the number of people you need. Once I say, okay, I want to do 10 million, right? I want to do that. I want to be an astronaut too. It may or may not happen. <laughs> I want to do 10 million. Well, you know, look at my historical data. And let's say in January, I do 8% of my revenue of the year. So I, I, I now know what I need for January uh, or what I'd like to have. Now I got to figure out how many leads do I need? But then I got to consider, well, how many people do I need to run those leads? And I'm going to sell this percent of installs. How many installers do I need? How many trucks do I need? Right? When we start talking about budget, we're not just talking about budgeting the revenue. Uh, as we mentioned, you got to budget the leads. You got to budget what marketing money do we need to set aside to generate those leads, mm -hmm. which is where historical data is really helpful. How many vehicles do we need? Do we, do, we, do we have enough people to do those things? Do we have enough people to answer the phone? Uh, we just went in my company. We just moved to a different facility because we outgrew it. Do I have enough square footage in my building to house these people? I mean, all of these things are tied to your annual budget. So as we sit down at the end of each year, typically we do it around October, November. We make the projections. We have some good historical data. We know the percentages. We know what we want to do. But we have to think through every element of the business to decide, do we have the resources, the capital, the people, the, 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 you know, the human capital? Do we have the number of leads we need to do it? And we monitor this on an ongoing basis, by the way. Every week and every month, we're meeting with a management team, and we'll throw up the lead budget. Because uh, to me, it all starts with leads and service calls. Yep. And we throw that up there, and we say, you know, where are we in relation to the number of leads we need on this day of the year? And if we're on track, then we're just, we keep cooking along. If we're falling behind... I may have to call my marketing uh, team together and say, hey, we, we were 25 leads short last month. What are we going to do next month? Right? It keeps you on track. If you just wait to the end of the year and you say, dang, we want to do 10 million and we only did 8 million. It's kind of like we talked about last month with the financial statements. You don't know exactly where the problem was. Mm -hmm. But if I, if I miss my budget, I can look at the plan and I can identify exactly which month and why we didn't hit our budget. Did we not have enough leads? Or we had plenty of leads. We didn't have enough people. We had people, but we didn't have trucks to put them in, right? It helps you identify what you need to fix. Listen, one, one of my heroes in this industry is my dear friend, Leland Smith, that built Service Champions out in Southern California. And I call Leland the godfather, right? Because he is, he is the guy in my book. And I remember one day sitting in Leland's office, I was out there doing some training on his 
software sales team. And he said, you know, my job every single day is to simply walk in this business and look for problems and fix them. And there's new problems every single day. Oh, yeah. He said, that's my job as a leader, to walk in this place and to look for problems and to fix them. But to fix a problem, what do you have to do first? You have to find the problem. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what or where the problem is, there's not a chance in hell you're going to be able to fix it. Budgets, financial statements like we talked about last month, these are the things that help us identify where the problems are. If I fall short in a month, I need to know why did I fall short? Did we not generate enough leads? Did we not have enough people? Do we not have enough vehicles? Do we run short on parts? What happened? What did we need that we didn't have that triggered this, you know, this shortfall? Because now I can have an intelligent conversation with my management and say, hey, here's the problem. We didn't have enough people. Let's make sure we got new people, two more service techs or whatever the case may be next month. You can fix problems only after you find them. And I'm going to tell you something. Leland Smith is one of the finest operators I've ever met in my life. (laughs) If it's good enough for Leland Smith, it damn sure is good enough for me and my 103 IQ. So I think (laughs) I'll get it the same way. I just look for problems and and fix them. But I got to have information. I got to have data to find the correct problem. Yeah, if you if you follow in Leland's footsteps, you're generally gonna you know be going down a good path. It, yeah. It's a little tough to to follow you know follow what he does because like you said, he's just he's the best. But he's greatness. But start following that path. And one thing I I kind of want to you know as we're going through this, I want people to to really pull one major point out of this. On top of everything else, budgets are not just financial budgets. Mm-hmm. Because you have to you have to account for so many more things in running an HVAC business. There are so many moving parts, so many different things that are needed. When everyone hears budget, they think, how much money am I going to make? What's my GP going to be? That's it. They think that that is your budget. But there right. are, budgets are not strictly financial. And yep. that's what people are missing so often when they look at their budgeting is you need to budget for everything, not just for your revenue. When right. you budget, you said, you know, when you meet in October or November to do the following year's budget, how are you budgeting that out? Are you going for the full year and then working backwards, break it down quarterly, then monthly, then even weekly? Yep. Or are you building your way through it saying first quarter we want to do X, each month we want to do this based on historical data, and then add that up to the end of the year? No, we do it for the full year. And what we do is we sit down and we analyze what did we do this year? How do we finish up? What do we want to do next year? We want to grow 10%, 15%, 8%. We figure that out. And then we have an annual number. Let's say we did 10 million one year and we want to grow to 12 million next year. So 12 million goes up on the board. Now I look at my historical data and I look at each month and I see what percentage of my total revenue comes in in those months. Now that can change from year to year, but you have to make some reasonable estimates, right? And so I look now at that $12,000. I looked the last three years. On average, we've generated 8% of our revenue, let's say, in January. So I'm going to take 8% of that $12 million, and that's my goal for January. Now i got to look at how many leads, service tax, everything mm-hmm. we just talked about you know, for that month. So I guess you could say I'm looking at it annually, but then we go and have to break it down for each month because we don't do a perfect you know, 8% a month of right. our total revenue for 12 months to get our 100% or 8 point whatever it be. Right. It's going to be three percent one month, 15 another month. So you have to you have to control all those nuances, account for all those nuances. And so I guess you could say we're doing it for the month 
also, mm-hmm. but the big numbers based on the year and then each month has to carry its responsibility. I, I want to mention one more thing about budgets and leads. So we're in uh, 10 Home Depots. We were, and, and I know some people hate the big box stores, but I'm going to tell you something. It's a lead generation source. Yep. I've got lead generators in every one of those 10 stores. And so when we start looking at our budgets and we say, okay, you know, we look historically, X percentage of our business comes from these leads. We look at our lead generation activity. We monitor how many leads we set per hour or typically is how many hours it takes to set one lead. And I divide that by 40 hours and I got to have X amount of people to work those hours because I know I set a lead every three hours or every two hours, whatever it is. And so I'm, I'm accounting for that too. How many lead generators do I need? Mm-hmm. More specifically, how many hours do I need that store staff? If I'm setting a lead every 2.3 hours how, and I need this many leads out of that store, how many hours do I need to staff that store? It's, it's, just, it's just math, right? You just work yeah. it all backwards. And so, so yeah, the lead generation is a, a very important part, of, as you mentioned, in terms of making sure we have the leads to hit those monthly numbers that build up to the annual budget. Yeah, I, you know, I want to kind of get a, a look into how your company does it for folks who might be out there that might be struggling to set a budget. Might be whether it's new, they're taking over. Like I said, they're trying to kind of fix some mistakes they've made in the past because one of the reasons we have Weldon on for everyone out there listening is he's done it. He's running these companies day to day. He has run companies. He has started companies. He has taken over companies that were doing things wrong and consistently delivered success on those companies. So getting a look into how Weldon does it is a good look if you're struggling to say, well, that's the way I can look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say this too, Matt, just for anybody out there, maybe that's not doing it. Don't get overwhelmed by it. How do you eat the elephant one bite at a time? What I would say is if you haven't been doing it for next year, just do a really simple budget, mm-hmm. right? Just start with the basics. It's amazing to me now, uh, this far down the road, and I started a new company out here in Colorado four years ago. At first, we had to do some guessing. We had to make some guesstimates. But now our, with our data, it's so easy for us now to sit, in, to, to sit down for a day or two and, and work through it and figure it out. If you're not doing it, don't wait for perfection. If you wait till you have every detail of it worked out, it's never going to happen. Just sit down with a spreadsheet for next year, put January, February, March, and so on, and put an estimate of what you think you're going to do on each month and just estimate. And you may find at the end of the first year that you were way off. Well, guess what? Your second year is going to be way more accurate. And your third year is going to be way more accurate after that. Don't wait until you have it all figured out. Just jump in, right? Do something. Start doing something. And even if it's wrong, the second year you're going to say, whoa, we know so much more now about these expectations. And it gets more and more accurate every year. It's not going to be perfect the first year. It, honestly, it's going to take you probably two or three years to get it really dialed in. But all the while, you're learning and getting better and getting better. The goal is always to be getting better. We want to thank Weldon so much for coming on. Once again, this month, learning so much from Weldon and from Contractor University. Our friends over at Contractor University are great. We love partnering with them every month and discussing some of these things with Weldon. Make sure you go to mycontractoruniversity.com. Get signed up for an account. Start taking these learning modules. You know, Weldon and I just barely scratched the surface on some of the incredible content that Bruce and Jeff Madelich and their team all create. They're great guys. They're going to give you the best information out there. And the faculty members, top-notch. Weldon is one of the founding ones, but there are so many other great faculty members over there. And while you're there, take a look at Epic 2024. You can get registered. It is one of the best experiences you can have in the HVAC industry. Make sure to check it out. But again, we want to thank Weldon. We want to thank all of you out there for tuning in. 
Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. If you can find a podcast, you can find us. Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And as always, catch all of our podcasts on our website or on our mobile app. We'll be back talking proper pricing next month with Weldon, and we'll see you next time. Bye.